You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Mindy Chang. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2020. Happy goodbye to 2019 and the previous decade and I hope you all are doing well and you're healthy and that your new year is off to a really really strong phenomenal start. I want to preface this episode by apologizing yet again and hopefully this is not an ongoing trend but to sincerely apologize for an absence. Um and lack of consistency in episodes. It has been quite a closing to 2019, to the decade, and uh, I won't go into too much detail right now because I'm not ready to, but I wanted to say sorry for just kind of being gone and uh, leaving any listeners hanging. As much as I know that I'm not beholden to anybody, I guess it's like this false sense of, not false sense of obligation. I do have obligations because I have Patreon patrons who I've already apologized to. But um, I don't know. I feel like there's become this symbiotic bond of me creating this podcast and having listeners tune in and finding some level of relief or entertainment or insight or whatever it is that you get out of listening to, first of all, uh, that you build a trust in consistency. And uh, when that's broken, any trust that's broken, that sucks. It's not, it's, I don't think that's a good thing. It's not something that I want to create or contribute to. So for that, for that broken teensy trust, uh, I apologize and um, continuing to work on that. So this is off to a really great start. Uh, I guess the the part that I will share in regards to my absence, is the fact that Kenji and I actually decided to go our separate ways. Uh, there's apparently been speculation and different people inquiring or having their thoughts and observations, um, and plenty of people within my closer circle that know about this extensively. Um, but yeah, I felt like it's the part that I think is relevant to share and an update for all the listeners as I'm going through a new chapter for sure in 2020 um, with a whole new set of eyes and a whole new mindset and a heart (laughs) that I'm rebuilding. But suffice it to say, I, I don't care to really get into the details of all of that. Uh, I probably will reflect on it and share more as time goes on. But for the time being, that fact alone, I think is relevant to why I've been absent. In general, what I've been going through, what brings me here today to kick off 
2020 version of First of All with an episode on taking responsibility. Um, there's going to be tons of people who are just like reading into a lot of everything I say, I say from here on out because now they know this fact, but I'll just deal with it. Um, take it for what it is. This is an accumulation of life experiences that's bringing me to starting 2020 with taking responsibility. And I hope you'll do me and Kenji a favor and a kindness and not make assumptions about anything based on what I'm talking about. Because uh, if there's anything I've learned from all the different relationships that I've had, romantic or otherwise, and all the different ways that those relationships have transpired and the way that we have changed in the process and the way that we've either stayed together as coworkers or friends or lovers or what have you or not and decided to go different ways. Um, People are always changing. People are always learning and there's nobody perfect and uh, we're all doing the very best that we can at that time. (laughs) I'm like a professional, like, well, we could always be doing better. But I, I do think that everyone's just figuring things out. So yeah, please don't assume too much or like about me, about Kenji. Just, I feel kind of bad because I'm the one that's very public and open about my life and my feelings and putting this all on air and he didn't volunteer for that. There are a lot of people that I talk about, but um, we still have a lot of care and respect um, for each other. So Kenji, if you're listening to this, I hope, I know you'll understand. (laughs) if you have a problem I also know you'll tell me so um in any case this episode uh I had I have another episode that I'm really excited to share next week which is with Mike Bow, and it's talking about Asian masculinity um it's talking about yeah just being Mike is a an Asian American actor from New York from Queens and uh, we just have a discussion talking about what it's been like for him processing being an Asian American man the different stereotypes and relationships and my reflections on that so that conversation is really great I'm really excited to share that that is already you know really doing my best to get 2020 started off right Um, and that will be coming your way next week for this week um, because it's the first one first of all it's the first first of all episode for 2020 I thought it was more fitting to um, begin the decade, the year, um, this new chapter of mine with with an intention and with a learning lesson and realization that is really strong and relevant right now in my life. Um, I don't even know how to start to speak on it, but... I've come to a place in life, uh, not only because of the breakup, but just where I'm at with my career and where I'm at with family and with friends and all the different, honestly, even like the political, <laughs> the political climate, um, the economy, a lot of different things I feel like are converging into this moment where I'm really, really aware of the importance of taking responsibility And also how much I haven't been doing that. I think breakups are really important milestones. Um, They have a way of completely destroying a person. Like really, I, I think the best word for me was I feel like completely dismantled. Like I had, I felt like my heart was just in a shredder and, um, 
just under a boulder because there's this really difficult, tiring, soul-sucking process of evaluating and accepting responsibility and um, keeping others accountable and like coming to really, really, really hard conclusions that perhaps you were avoiding or that you're hoping would get better to any level of rationale. Um, it's, just, it's just really freaking hard. It's like one of the hardest things a person can go through. And it's been a while since I've had to endure like a really substantial breakup in years. So I wasn't, I don't think anybody's ever ready, but uh, it was definitely, it is still definitely a really, really difficult time. But I know from previous experiences and even now that the difficult times are, you know, often the biggest blessings of life. This this is when you're going to get your ass handed to you. This is when you cannot, you like emotionally, psychologically cannot avoid anything because you're just in the thick of it. And in the thick of it, you're going to think, you're going to feel, you're going to reevaluate, you're going to blame yourself, you're going to blame another person, you're going to have to forgive, you're going to have to reconcile with a lot of the choices that you made and um because in hindsight everything's 2020 and when you look back you're just like I was such an idiot or I was so selfish or I should have done this or I should have done that there's so many should have could have would have right um so in light of that one particular facet of my life coming to the point that it was um to make this decision for honestly with the best of intentions uh even though I'm not going into the breakup, I can say with certainty that I think Kenji and I, I believe Kenji and I approached it with the utmost love and care um, for the betterment of ourselves and for each other. And that's honestly the best of circumstances that you can be in a breakup. I've been betrayed. Um, I've been lied to and cheated on. I've done things or I've hurt other people, I guess. Yeah, I, I could say pretty plainly, Again, there's technicalities like a Ross and Rachel from Friends situation, but it was it was a betrayal. It was cheating. It was um, I've definitely done things that I regret and that I feel bad about. And you know, there there are way worse circumstances in which you can come to that conclusion that this person that you've cared and loved so much, um, it's not right to continue on in that same fashion and to separate. It feels like a, a part of you is literally being ripped away from you. At least it did for me. That's me. Like, <laughs> this is another intention. I don't want to speak on behalf of other people. But based on what I've gleaned from other conversations and what people have told me and how we've commiserated and from my own experiences, I that's my general you. I felt completely dismantled. I felt like my heart was in a shredder. I woke up every day, like, hoping it was just a bad dream. Um, like, there was a boulder on my chest and, like, this stone where my heart used to be. And it's physically painful, on top of emotionally, psychologically, it hurts and the your energy drops and your appetite disappears and your ability to sleep well is gone. And like for me, and a generalization is I think for a lot of women that I know and a lot of experiences that I've had is that women kind of tend to front load a lot of their feelings and the grief and the pain is all very, very present like from the get-go and and I've dealt with breakups where guys you know have that same emotional reaction and sometimes it's delayed you know everyone has their coping mechanisms but in the process of all of this like this flood of emotions and this flood of pain and this um 
fear. It's not even just pain. It's like absolute terror, at least for me, in terms of like, where do I go from here? And how is tomorrow going to look? And can I survive this? You know, in those moments of despair, you people just feel hopeless and helpless you know even if logically you know you're going to be okay and even if you've been through terrible things you know it's just to acknowledge the feeling it is very very intense and it's very very overwhelming so in the feeling of all of this and it being the holidays and me um you know having to deal with uh with kenji leaving la and going back to Utah and um, essentially having to figure out how to start over. There was a lot of analysis in the things I had neglected in myself and the things I neglected in the relationship and him and in my family and everything um, in my career. And so I think that regardless of whether somebody out there listening is going through something as severe as a breakup or perhaps the loss of somebody important, um, the holidays can be a really, really difficult time for a lot of people. Even if you have a home to go home to, maybe that home is is dealing with its own set of problems. You know, um, it can always seem like the grass is greener on the other side. But I think really in the heart of hearts, like I know that everyone is going through their own journey and they're all going through their own struggles. So I don't I do my very best not to project insecurities when I'm looking at Instagram and thinking like, wow, everybody's just having really like the best Christmas ever and they're enjoying time with their families and they're just basking in all this good food and all these presents and people are employed and, you know, their families don't hate each other. Because again, you're seeing the highlight reel. So, but I'm working very hard to actively remind myself that Regardless of that outside image, maybe this is just a moment of complete gratitude and joy that people are really doing their best to appreciate despite tons of other difficult, really, um, really challenging things that are also going on in their life simultaneously. I've definitely been that as well because as happy as my family can seem, I, I can vouch for the fact that we are we are not always having our shit together. We are definitely you know, sometimes crawling through the darkest of times. And in that moment, in that one snapshot that gets put on social media, it can momentarily appear that everything is good. And maybe in that moment, everything is good because we can stand together and smile and just be glad that we're there together, right? Um, so there's a truth and a, and a projected falsehood that's also there as well. So you're getting very meta. That's where my brain's been at. Um, but when it comes to the circumstances, right? I think many of my hardships in life have taught me that there are choices that a person can make, that I can make. Uh, I grew up being held accountable a lot by my family. Uh, I did get away with a lot because I was pretty spoiled and crafty and clever that's a euphemism for manipulative, if you didn't know. But um, I could I could get my way. I was pretty good at that. And um, my family, they got used to that as well. And this is why I'm so thankful to them. As much 
hell they've caused in my life emotionally. I freaking love my family so much and I appreciate them because they are those who have kept me grounded and human. And if I was left to my own devices, I think I would be like a complete and total monster right now who's like a total narcissist and just really, really selfish and not knowing how to give or take responsibility. Like I do credit my family a lot. They're the ones that have tolerated me or not tolerated my the love you know the rising levels of bullshit that come with just becoming a teenager and becoming an adult they've helped me realize you know as great as I am or like they can be really supportive and loving like I'm not all that in a bag of chips and I cannot get away with everything so I really appreciate that um but I've just learned throughout like life through my family, through my own hardships and having to, you know, dust myself off and get get up again um, to feel guilty when I do things wrong and having to carry that around with me or somebody calling out that, that uh, you know, whatever violation of trust or that misbehavior that I did to, like, really be held accountable. Like, whew, that has taken its toll on me and I've had to take responsibility for that and learn how to apologize. And not in, like, this fake way of like trying to dilute the situation and just try to get somebody to like me again but like actually apologize actually really think about it sit in it feel the guilt feel the shame and then take the effort to sincerely try to rectify this thing that I did wrong that is a freaking process that is (laughs) it is just something I I have avoided you know a lot in my life too so when all that's said and done, you know, in this reflection time, I know there's part of me that's uh, slightly disappointed in myself. Not slightly. There's a huge part of me that was like incredibly disappointed with myself and I'm trying to forgive and it's tough. Um, there is a part of me that's super compassionate and I'm empathetic and I can go hurt with people and really feel their pain and feel their joy. And I really like that part of me. I I like and respect that part of me that there is a part of me that can be very petty and very judgmental and critical and unforgiving and unyielding and unrelenting. And, uh, that's the part that I think that I've really had to come face to face with in all of this, because there's decisions that I made and behaviors and actions that I took that I'm not proud of and that I, I can chalk it up to like, oh, you were just learning and you were figuring it out, which is true. But also the the grown up in me is like, Mindy, you're a grown ass woman. Like, really? You 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 didn't learn that from the last relationship? You know you learned that. We we thought about, we cried over this, honey. We cried over this for a long time and you hurt over this and you um you held that against somebody else for being that way that you know, you were being so come on, like, really? Like, you're going to be, you're going to just, we're going to just be like, oh, well, you just didn't know. There's that part of me, my inner critic or my inner grown up that's like, no, girl, we're not just letting you off the hook there. We're going to, we're going to have to like think this one through. And that's why I think there's so much utility in the pain. It's not pleasant to face yourself. It's not pleasant to like take stock of how much you have gone off this maybe this self-projected image that you might have of yourself um, and that you think that you're doing everything right or maybe you're just hoping you're doing everything right to come face to face with the whole 
truth, like the whole truth, the cold hard facts that you fell short and that you may have, you know, may have failed in, in this very earnest attempt to do something, to do the right thing or be a better person and to recognize that you fell short, at least for me is, has, is like the worst feeling is the worst. And I think that's a counterpart to like being an overachiever. Like I really try to get the A plus and impress everybody and just like be the best of the best because I don't like the feeling of not being that. I don't like the feeling of being mediocre or not the best or um, not praiseworthy, I guess. And so in recognizing all of this, you know, this is me kind of rambling about it, but I have had to, I kind of just, the pain has been forcing me to really address that and to look at it in this ugly face and take responsibility. And it's a fine balance because I think also my tendency was that I take so much responsibility, it then goes into the territory of just like beating myself up. It is, I get so upset. It's like, I feel like it's like a rubber band or a pendulum. Like you go really extreme one way and it goes really extreme the other. Like I, I, I try so hard not to fail and I try so hard not to, to be a complete wreck of a person and to hurt others and to be irresponsible and to be inconsiderate. I try so hard not to do that so that when I do and when I come face to face with that, it like knocks me on my ass so hard and it kind of just destroys me. Which then goes back and I'm like, why I don't want to face it? Why I don't want to let others down? Because this feeling sucks. But again, going back to like the utility, the pain is useful. It is a very uh, unadulterated, like brutal teacher. It teaches you this is how bad it feels when you do bad things. This is how much it sucks to to be, you know, harmful to others. You have to deal with that. A lot of people. And maybe some people don't. Maybe there are people that can successfully avoid it for their entire lives. But I do really question the quality of their life if they are compl- like just constantly avoiding that pain and constantly trying to numb it and and not sit in it the way that at least people that I really admire and respect have taken the time and the endurance and the maturity to just sit in and do and like go through it. It's possible. And honestly, I can't, I'm not here really to judge. I just know that the people that I really like and respect and admire um, are people who have weathered many storms. They have gone through it. They have gotten up. They've really looked at themselves. They've taken those things in consideration and moved forward. Um, So that is my challenge right now is to not beat myself up over things. But I do because I respect and admire people who can power through and because I know that I can and have powered through many things in the past, um, it's my intention to take full responsibility for the way things occurred. And I think that's been an irritation of mine in the last, honestly, handful of years, being around people of varying maturity or self-awareness that I don't enjoy being around people who just bitch about things and who blame others. Like that's a really, really unattractive quality to me, whether I'm talking about like a potential partner or like person I want to date or a friend or just a coworker or somebody that in general is in my universe. I do not like that. Um, I don't like, I don't respect it. It, it, it feels very like 
victim, victimy, and um, yeah, you're just like literally not taking responsibility for anything. Like it's everything else's fault. Like it's the weather's fault, and it's that car's fault, and it's LA's fault, and it's you know. Well, honestly, I think a lot of shit is President Trump's fault, but regardless. Everything is everything else's fault. And in that, can you even take responsibility for what is your part in it? And the thing is, I'm recognizing by watching tons and tons of motivational speeches and lectures and sermons and um, meditations that there are so many things that really are out of our control and that it's that's life and life will never stop being that way. I cannot control how everybody else is doing and how they're feeling. I can influence and I can impact. That is that is also something completely true, but I cannot control them. I can't I cannot single-handedly alter the trajectory of somebody's life simply because I want it and because I work hard at it and because I invest in it. There's no guarantee and there's no real control that you nor I have in anything else except how we exist in this world. And that is my single responsibility. That is my single, you know, thing that I control and the single thing that I can focus on and the single thing that I must take responsibility for is how to take all these things that are all around me. Um, That's my responsibility. And I believe that that's your responsibility. And that's the part that I've really, really struggled because I've, whatever, you know, I, 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 categorize myself as an empath that I care a lot about other people and I like that part of myself and that I really like contributing to the well-being of somebody else of their development of their feeling of comfort or reassurance or feeling better self-esteem wise but like putting too many eggs in that basket has really really hurt me it has really hurt me over the years because I've developed this like overcompensating behavior that I feel like if I can help others that like it validates me and my existence I've neglected my own self I've like endured and enabled and just been really irresponsible with my own feelings and generated a lot of anger and resentment in me because I'm giving 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 or like caring for all these other people's concerns ultimately that I cannot control or you know I can't dictate their outcome and neglecting things in my own life for the sake of others and then feeling bitter about it Um, that's my doing, you know, as well-meaning as it was and with as much love as I was acting in this way, at the end of the day, it is my responsibility. It's my actions and my behavior that, that brought me to XYZ point. So I've been watching a lot of different things. It's a mix of processing emotions and other dynamics and other relationships in my life outside of just Kenji and me because the way that I interact with one person is influenced by all these other factors. And I'm definitely taking a hard look at like my family dynamics. Um, I'm looking at how good or bad of a friend I've been, how much I've basically neglected a lot of other areas of my life in order to focus on this one thing. What does that say? Um, Is that how I want to proceed? And again, all of this evaluation I hope and I don't believe will be wasted I think it has been a very necessary a very very necessary chapter a very necessary milestone right now to take stock of where I want to go 
that although time is not guaranteed for me and I cannot control that fully, that is ultimately in God's hands. If for no other reason, like I don't get hit by a truck or something like that, or my apartment building doesn't burn down, my health, my mental health, you know, so my physical health, my mental health, my financial health, my relationship health, that's all on me. And those are things I have control over. So it's the long game that I'm really thinking about now. I think the transition between who I was, you know, in this past decade, which was, you know, I transitioned from being in my 20s to my 30s. And that time, I think I really planted some roots and set foundations for what kind of adult and human being I would be. Um, I think I've transitioned out of a very naive mindset and out of a very, like, sincere and earnest heart, which I still have, that's tempered with more practical and logical and um, a good offense is a good defense mindset of being more rigorous in like my research and asking better questions and taking more responsibility. Like I feel like I've really transitioned a lot in the last 10 years. So now that we're entering this new decade and now because I'm really entertaining these these con- this concept of radical responsibility that anything and everything that happens in my life is my responsibility is kind of liberating. I don't know how else to put it because I think somebody might think of it and feel really restricted and be like, oh God, like I have to take responsibility for every freaking thing that I, that happens in my life and feel like that's like a, this huge burden, um, which I did feel at times and kind of still feel when I'm feeling really down and, and sorry for myself. But on the other hand, like in addition to that is you could feel that way and it wouldn't be, I don't think invalid. But on the other hand, I think taking radical responsibility is super, super liberating. It's empowering because I don't know. I feel like this this sense of of really like no, I get to I get to really take the reins and and steer this ship how it's gonna go. Um and depending where you are emotionally, like yeah, I've been extremely emotionally exhausted. So the idea of me having to steer my ship and for the time being to do it completely alone. And even if I have a spouse or partner or whatever, that I still will be doing it on my own because I'm still running my life. Like I'm not handing over the steering wheel. Let's Jesus take the wheel. Let's do that for God. And you're religious in that way. But you're not really like handing over your life to your spouse to run it or your partner or your mother, your father, like, you know, People die or they have their own lives. Like they have their own ships to steer. At the end of the day, you still have to steer your ship. So regardless of what are these outside circumstances in my life, I'm steering my freaking ship. And that terrifies me, tires me, but it also really empowers me. And um, I'm really doing the very best I can to take every moment as it comes. I am partially really scared of what the future holds. It feels like such a blank canvas and I feel like my entire life um, is up in the air right now. Um, And I'm doing the best I can to just to grasp what feels right and to what feels true, which is the love that I have for the people that I I care about and the causes that I care about and um, the work that I care about. Everything else... Yeah, it's a variable. I don't know, honestly, where I'll live. I've entertained this idea of, like, staying in L.A. 
going somewhere else for a while, um, career trajectory, like literally everything's up in the air. And that can be really, really scary. It is really, really scary. Um, but hopefully I can come to a place where entertaining these ideas, even just in my mind and using my imagination and creativity for myself, because that's what I have and all I am, um, to do it in a way that's exciting and uh, creating something, not not feeling like, oh, my life was destroyed. It's like, well, things were shaken up. And now where are you going to go from here? And what are the habits that you want to build? And that's what I put out there in this larger message and this process of taking responsibility that I'm just sharing with all of you. I think taking responsibility means recognizing your agency and your power in your life and recognizing that we contribute to energies and to relationships that that whole cliche of it takes two to tango is a hundred thousand ten percent true like things are not always just happening to you you're that's why I think it is really important for everybody to take time to go within and to really think about how good you truly feel about where you at and are at in life. And it's great if you are. That's amazing to like recognize that and be like, you know what? I've done so much work on myself. I've worked hard professionally and, you know, academically and in my relationships to build myself to where I am today. And I'm just so thankful for that. I do hope you feel that way. That That's incredible. And then also in recognizing, well, you know, time is changing and recognizing that the people around you are changing as well. How do I want this to go? How do I want to grow from here? That's incredible too. And if there's moments where you're feeling like, well, damn, I really have fallen short and this sucks to recognize I didn't, I'm not where I want to be and I'm not the kind of person I I have the potential, I know I have the potential to be and want to be. Well, like, even though that's an unpleasant feeling and trust me, I'm right there with you, man or sister, um, it's such a valuable thing. It's There's no losing here. It's all win. Either you can walk away with like that much more gratitude and joy for how far you've come and how good you feel about that in your introspection. But on the flip side, if there's things that need to be addressed and things you need to clear out and clean up and throw away or fix and apologize um, and take some risks and take some bold steps to 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 dictate where this is going to go and not just leave it to chance, that's a blessing. That is a huge, important, glaring opportunity to take the reins, to take the steering wheel, to take the ship, I don't know, like so many metaphors, to take the wheel and like really figure out where it's going to go from here. I think we've, this world has been suffering a bit from whatever, the the fallout of the patriarchy and psychotic leadership and um, in some aspects, maybe like, you know, our values have been degraded a bit and we're just discouraged and disheartened. I mean, I don't want to look at humanity that way, but in taking a cold, hard look at the facts, the fact that there are so many people that are depressed and anxious, it is very telling. Like, let's look at the data, right? Um, And so now it's really, now what? Now what do we do? Now how do we take responsibility for the way that our lives are going to go from here? How do we move out of apathy and despair and laziness and, you know, all these other things that can tie us down and, and weigh us down and feel like we're not moving forward in life? 
That's the energy that I want to inject into the beginning of this year. And if you're having a strong start to this year, I am so freaking happy for you. I am so over the moon. It gives me someone who has been feeling the most broken in a long time to see that and feel hope and like to see people killing it. Like it's great. Like I'm so driven by that. And I'm really like deep down hopeful and excited that like one day I'll be feeling that way again. But in the meantime, sorry, I'm crying. Um, For those, anybody, like if you're on the spectrum of yeah, feeling like broken to feeling like on top of the world. There's purpose in all of it. And so I think for me, I'm really not necessarily doing the whole, uh, what do you call it? Resolutions. It's good to have resolve. And I think it's good to make choices. I'm like, yo, if there's anything, it's like, again, taking responsibility is like owning your choices. Like know that you chose you chose things. You chose to do things. You chose not to do things. You chose people. You chose places. You chose time. You had influence and you had impact and choices that you made to bring you where you are. And that is, again, really terrifying and really like terrible in certain ways, but it's so empowering. You can then make different choices. That is your opportunity. From every moment here on out, you can make different choices. And to learn how to listen to yourself, listen to your heart, your gut, your mind, and merge all of those so that you feel good about the choices that you make, I think that's the ultimate way of taking responsibility. That's the mentality that I'm really doing my best to apply in my life moving every moment here on out. And I'll continue to make mistakes, but I'll continue to come back to that. Um so yeah, if you whatever you're feeling, I hope that you set intentions. I don't know why, but the word intentions is resonating a lot more with me than resolutions. I think intentions are incredibly invaluable. Are they're just invaluable? They're priceless. They uh, they they help steer you. Like your intention is, I want, and again in a positive, constructive dialogue because I think words are incredibly powerful. But like my intentions are to create good memories. My intentions are to take responsibility for my life. My intentions are to build good relationships. My intentions are to let go of things that are not serving me and to really be okay with that because I'm the biggest clinger honor of all time. Um, my intentions are to appreciate all the good in my life and to not take and, and, and appreciate it so, so that I'm not taking things for granted. And so I'm really doing my best to set intentions in a positive way that are things that I want to do. Think about what I want and what I want to build and the thing that I envision. And then from there, figure out what are the behaviors and steps that will then lead to making those intentions come true. Um, I've talked about a lot about goals and like setting visions and stuff on this podcast. And there's a lot of different ways that that manifests. And that's, you know, setting intentions, I think is really a part of that. If you don't know what you're what you're aiming for how will you get there so maybe people are setting resolutions standard ones I actually think it's really funny that I haven't seen that much like gym or health not like fitness stuff because I think (laughs) social media has helped us realize like we're not going to make as much progress as we think but I still think it's really great that people are working on being healthier Uh, mental health is I think top of the list for a lot of people but yeah if your intentions are to get healthier what does that mean does that mean more gym time? Is it, you know, getting that new class, what have you? Who knows? But set the intention and then set the goals and the resolutions in tandem with those. Um, 
So yeah, my intention is take radical responsibility. And in doing that for myself, I am also having others take responsibility for themselves. It is relinquishing me, releasing me from having to fix everything for everyone else. It does not stop me from doing my very best to support and be a positive influence and a positive impact and a positive collaborator and teammate for others. But that includes having some very strong boundaries um, to protect myself and to also recognize the truth is that I cannot control other people. I cannot... um, fix anything for anybody else that that has to come from within them that if it is not from with an intention or conviction from inside them to want to change whatever xyz bad situation is in their life that anything i do will fall short and it will be at the expense of my time and my energy and my own progress and that's something that i need to keep an eye on so i think there's a good way for us to symbiotically live in harmony Um, I think it starts a lot, at least for me, by taking responsibility for my life and nobody else's. Um, And in that, I think I'll hopefully move forward in a more healthy manner where I'm not feeling so downtrodden or exhausted or resentful um, or having unreasonable expectations, right? I'll still have expectations. I have standards that are just strengthening with each day, and I really appreciate that. Um, And I I'm thankful to anybody who's listened to this and gotten anything good out of it. I think I hopefully made some sense um, and spoke from the heart, which is the only place I can come from. I pretty much accept it at this point. Like, I, I don't, I can't, I just can't be, I can't BS very much anymore. It's too tiring. It's too much work. Like, I, I don't have to be a dick about it, but I, I'm, mm. And it's also my intention to be authentic. So I also want to hear about other people's thoughts. And um, if there's anything you want to share with me, you feel free to contact me. Thank you to everyone who has been supportive of this podcast in all of its very (laughs) um, phases of evolution. I really envisioned this podcast so differently when I first started it, which was to just have a ton of different guests and talk about a lot of like hot topics and tons about dating and whatever. And I think that I've achieved that, but I also didn't think that I'd be like spewing my guts out every week or like really going through like, uh, you know, this anthology of like Minji's life (laughs) unplugged. And it's been really sweet and wonderful that people have recognized. I don't know. I've gotten multiple messages lately of people saying that like, wow, you've really grown up. (laughs) It's it's so like embarrassing on once I was like oh god how did how bad was I before that you're saying like now I'm so different but it's at all end of the day it's I'm very very thankful for that I'm very grateful that y'all have like cared that people have invested in any way emotionally to like my development even if it's just energetically from just listening it's really it's like so such a bizarre feeling but I'm very grateful and thank you to anyone who took the time to like convey that encouragement and uh, to recognize that it really does mean a lot and I hope it is honestly my intention my from the get-go with this podcast and this platform this conversation was to be honest to be real to talk through some really uncomfortable things 
um, to be vulnerable, to be strong in order to help others and in order to let you know you're not alone. And uh, as amazing and wonderful and brilliant as we all can be, and we all can be that, swear to God, if you don't feel that right now, I'm telling you, you can be. We are also human beings. We have flaws. We have insecurities. We have fears and doubts and struggles and just plain shitty things that will come up and knock us on our butts from time to time. And we can also get through those things. We can also develop ourselves. We can outgrow bad habits. We can learn how to appreciate things more not take things for granted, how to have better relationships. I just don't think there's a single person on this planet that is exempt from the opportunity and the responsibility to transform on the daily. And you can feel it, you can recognize it, and maybe you won't. Maybe you'll just keep going through the motions and then one day you'll realize like, wow, I really am a very better version of myself. Um, And I didn't even know that was happening. Who knows? Life is crazy. But just know that um, by default, I care about you. I want you to be well. If you are well, it helps make my world better. I don't want to be around a bunch of like anxious, depressed people. And just recognizing like that, that's something to, you know, to see as well. We do influence each other and we have the power to like change that as well. So I just want you to know that. I love you. Um, And I wish you the very, very best new year, an amazing 2020, an incredible decade. Uh, I think Let's all take responsibility for our happiness, for our health and our well-being, for this earth, for our political system, and pull the levers that we can to make change for the betterment, not only for ourselves, but for the greater good. They are not separated from each other. They are symbiotic, and those are things that we are—we can't—I just like—it's facts. Hashtag facts. Can't change that. We are not islands. So do what you can. And keep going. And I believe in you. And thank you. Happy New Year. And I love you. If you want to reach out, if you want to say anything, um, you can DM me at First of All Pod or at Minjeezy. You can also email me at First of All Pod at gmail.com. If you would like to become a supporter of this podcast, you can go to Patreon, which is a platform where you can basically crowdfund my life. Um, and there are some perks that will come with, with that, uh, like stickers. You can also message me about. But uh, you can go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast. And thank you very much to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer. You the best, Marv. I appreciate you. Thank you to Aquafina and Uzahan for use of their music. Um, Yellow Ranger and Uzu Trap for intro and outro. I I would I'm setting an intention. I would love to feature more music from my friends that are incredibly talented, and uh, so that will be coming. And you can find first of all at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, and everywhere else you find podcasts. And please subscribe and leave a five star review if you enjoyed this or got to, got a good cry out of this. I don't know, but I hope you feel better and. Um, Spread the love, be good to others, and I will talk to you next week. I'll be back next week with Mike Bo to talk about Asian masculinity and male stereotypes and more conversations to come, more growth to come. So take care and I'll talk to you later. Bye.
with a dream of so bright eyed. They knew right away, sick of swim, there's no lifelines. Cutting their teeth on the move. Nobody's filling these shoes. Balling on a budget, had to go to Nudge, super size number two. Cash. Way that the world ain't budging. Gotta make a power move. Hey, deep in the darkest dungeons. I'm digging up my own room. Hey, hey, hands on the plow. Hands on the plow. Keep my head down. Keep my head down. Sweat on my brow. Sweat on my brow. Don't make a sound. Hey, my dudes now. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.